Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. Hold on, everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Griff. I'm Will. And today we have another special guest. Stav is back. Welcome back, Stav. What's going on, guys? And this is officially our 100th episode of Inside the Five. So, you know, we had to bring Stav back on. Um, sure, let's go. Getting things back for the divisional round. Shout out, Darren. He cannot record with us today. Uh, but big shout out to Darren. 100th episode. We're going straight into the divisional. Six, so, let's do points. it. All right, getting straight into things. Me and Will last episode made our March Madness style bracket for the playoffs. Uh, so we'll cover that real quick. Will, you lost two games. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. But you had the Cowboys making it all the way to the Super Bowl and winning yep. the Super Bowl, and they lost. Yep. Any any comments on that? Tough loss happens. <laughs> so, yeah, Will's bracket is spoiled already after the first round. Um, my bracket, first round, clean sweep, six, six for six. Good betting weekend as well. We're going to re- well, I'm going to keep going with my picks, but Stav's now here, so he's going to start from the divisional, and Will is going to re kind of restart from the divisional. So we're going to get things started here with the first game on Saturday, the Bengals versus the Titans. Stav, I'll let you get us started. Who do you like and why do you like them? All right, so this might come as a shocker to some, but I'm going with the Bengals mm-hmm. just because, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like, all oh, the Titans are the one seed. They're obviously going to win. They're at home. Derrick Henry's probably going to be back. But then I, I saw some alarming stats. You know, the pass defense for the Titans, their secondary, against wide receivers, which is mm-hmm. the Bengals' strong suit on offense. The, they rank 31st in receptions, 31st in yards allowed, and they're tied for 28th in touchdowns allowed. As a one seed, that defense against wide receivers is atrocious. So you have to right. fully expect that Joe Burrow is going to connect with guys like T. Higgins, who didn't really have that good of a game against the Raiders in the first round. 
Jamar Chase is going to do his thing. You got Tyler Boyd as well. And you can't mm-hmm. take away Joe Mixon out of the backfield either. So the Titans are going to have a really hard time stopping the offense of the Bengals. And I do think that the Bengals defense is kind of coming off of a hot performance and Derrick Henry could be rusty and you really don't trust Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball 30 times a game to get him a win. So if the Bengals can get up on the Titans, that's, I don't see the Titans being able to come back. Right now. I think um, I'll get into it. Um, Derrick Henry has not played in forever. Surprisingly, he almost has a thousand rushing yards. I think that it's going to be a big day for Foreman. If they can get the run game going with Derrick Henry getting maybe half the touches or 30, 40% of the touches, if they can still run all over the Bengals, like, I mean, like they've been doing against every team they played against, um, they'll be successful. The thing that I don't like is looking back at their past few games, the Tennessee Titans haven't really beaten anyone that good other than the 49ers. And the 49ers was, I think it was three or four weeks ago. Uh, they barely beat them. But like the past five games, they lost to the Steelers. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Miami. And they beat the Texans. Like it's not really like they're playing that great of teams. Now Miami was on a pretty good streak there at the end of the season. But not having Derrick Henry and kind of stealing, in my opinion, they stole the one seed. They didn't really earn it. They kind of stole it. And at 12 and five, being in the AFC South, kind of an easier division. I think the Bengals are coming out more battle tested. I think the Bengals play better teams. I think they beat better teams. I think that the Bengals defense is better than the Titans. The one thing that I'm nervous about for the Bengals is the lack of experience in the postseason, which the Titans actually have a good amount of experience. So that's why I'm kind of, I'm going to stick with the Titans because that's the original pick I made just because of experience. Once you get past the first round, it's a whole different environment. So I, I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, I like the way they looked last round against the Raiders. They looked really well. Obviously, Stav said the Titans passing defense is not great. But I also think their passing offense isn't that great either. They literally have Julio Jones, and he has one touchdown this year. Right. Obviously, that changes in the playoffs. Like, he could do good. We don't know yet. But I think this is a situation where the Bengals are hot ending the season. They come in, win the first round. The Titans are at home for the wild card. And they're a team that can easily come out flat because they've done it so many times. Right. Like last yeah. year against the Ravens, they fell apart. They came out super flat. And I would say, like, their team is almost, I want to say, identical for the most part. A similar style play, similar style offense and defense. I just see them coming out flat again, honestly. Right. After seeing what the Bengals can do. I do think it will probably be a close game, honestly. But I think the Bengals will pull this one out. Yeah, I think this game is going to be one of the better games of the weekend. Um, I actually like all of these matchups throughout the whole divisional round. I like all four games, but this one's going to be an interesting one because you're exactly right. If the Titans come out flat, the Bengals are a team that can jump on a team right away and just get things going and they, and they won't stop. The thing that I like about the Titans is if they don't come out flat, the way that they play defense in the playoffs with Mike Vrabel as their head coach, I mean, Mike Vrabel wants to go out there and play linebacker by himself. So, like, he's going to get the boys going. The defense is going to be fired up. And it's kind of one of those where it's like you have the momentum because your coach is so confident in you and he he has so much energy. And he's a really good coach. And I think Mike Vrabel is the better coach 
out of the two in this game. And I think if it comes down to coaching, the Titans win. But I think if the Titans start out flat, the Bengals have an easy game. Yeah. I just honestly, I just think the 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 whole like them going flat is like such a likely case because it happens all the time. Yeah, especially with um with King Henry returning after being out for so many weeks, it's like what what's he gonna do? We do we yeah. don't know what he's gonna do. Obviously, we know he's one of the best running backs of all time, but like, is he gonna come back from that injury like and be a hundred percent? I don't think so. I, I don't either. So but it, also, the other reason that I was saying that is because they came out flat against the Texans last week of the season, they have to win to get right. first seed. If they lose, they're playing wild card weekend. So like, yep. that's like not something that you just do. Like you can't, yeah. like if you can't get hyped up just to win against an easy team, I don't know how they can get themselves ready to play the Bengals. You know, we look at it from kind of like what you were just saying with the Titans coming out flat. That's kind of been their weakness on the season. I mean, minus injury because they have been, bitten by the injury bug at certain times AJ Brown has been out Julio Jones Derrick Henry obviously but main consistency with that team is their defense has been healthy all year they haven't had right. many injuries to that defense and yet the defense has continued to kind of not perform up to what they've been used to like they started off the year like strong I feel like the defense yeah. was playing awesome they were they were flying around but then they kind of hit a cliff kind of, like we look at the Patriots as the Patriots I mean not the script but like we look at the Patriots their defense fall off in the second half of the year because they're old I don't want to say it's because the Titans are old but I'm just saying their defense you can't let up like what they let up 28 points or something to the tight or to the Texans to in the a Texans, must win yeah. game like Will said so this is a must win game they're coming off of rest they could come out flat Derrick Henry mm-hmm. could hypothetically he's 70 percent I mean, 70% of Derrick Henry is better than 100% of most running backs in the league. But yeah, it's like you've got to come out firing against this Bengals team because they're hungry. They want this more than I, – I feel like their need to win is greater than the Titans' need to win right now. And if the Bengals come out and punch you in the mouth, I don't really trust the Titans to come back. Right, and I think a big, big part of this game – is going to be um, watching the Bengals receivers go up against these Titans DBs. Because if you have Janoris Jenkins guarding T Higgins or Jamar Chase, either one of those two are going to have a field day. Now Janoris Jenkins was great throughout his career, but he's, he's getting up there in age. And I don't, I don't think he has the steps to keep up with someone like a Jamar Chase. And I think that's going to be a big key. And if the Titans can get a good pass game going off that defensive line, then it's going to make it a little easier on their DBs. So it, I think it really just depends. It's going to be offense or the offense of the Bengals against the uh, defense of the Titans. And that's going to be a big deciding factor in the game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to move on to our next game on Saturday, which is going to be the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. Um, the 49ers, my underdog team, I had them beating the Cowboys. But I'm going to have them falling short here in the divisional round. I just don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to lose his first playoff game this year. I don't think it's possible. Aaron Rodgers, the way that he's been playing, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. Now, I love this 49ers defense, and I love this 49ers run game as well. And the Packers have been dealing with uh, injuries on their defensive side the whole year. But they're fully healthy now. 
I think um, having Zadarius Smith back after being out from pretty much the beginning of the year is he's one of the premier defensive linemen, edge rushers in the league. Having him back is huge for this divisional matchup. I think they win this game. I think Jimmy G doesn't look good. I think they can run the ball, but they're not going to be able to, they're going to have to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get it done. So I'm going to have to go with the Packers. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I can't see Jimmy Garoppolo leading this team into Lambeau Field to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, when was the last time we saw Aaron Rodgers lose a home playoff game in the divisional round? Like, we just yeah. don't see that happening. And it's it's interesting because the 49ers are a fun, young team. Debo Samuel's unreal, like we always say. But, like, uh-huh. it comes to a point where you can't just run a pitch and get a first down every play. Aaron Rodgers can lead that team down the field in 20 seconds and score a touchdown. So right. you got to you gotta match him fire for fire, and you got to have an insane defense. That 49ers defense is shaken up. I just don't see the 49ers pulling this one off. Yeah. Well, I got the 49ers. The <laughs> um, only reason why I say that, well, one of the reasons why I say that is I think history repeats itself. Once again, five straight games in Lambeau, the 49ers beat the Packers if they win this uh-huh. weekend in the playoffs. Um, one, obviously the Cowboys kind of put themselves in a hole last weekend. So like it obviously gave the 49ers to put themselves in an opportunity to win that game. I can't see why the Packers don't put themselves in the hole. There's always a chance for that. And yeah. the 49ers are very much hot. Um, I also think one, them, the Packers being at home, obviously that usually helps them out, but also them coming with back with some injuries that I think that also helps out. But right. the 49ers also beat them the last time with Jimmy G. They also had um, a very great running game. They had a decent pass game. They didn't use it that much, but they killed them on the run. Mm-hmm. That defense is almost similar to that year again. It's only right. been, what, three years? So it's been almost the same defense. It, they can come out with the same plan. I could see them losing that game. Yeah, I think this game, it's either going to be – Kind of like what I said, 49ers Cowboys, it's either the Packers win by a touchdown or more, or the 49ers win by a touchdown or less. Like that's, I think if the 49ers win, it's going to be a close one. I think if the Packers win, it won't be that much of a, of a dog fight. Um, I think that the 49ers, I mean, Nick Bosa suffered an injury last week. So did Fred Warner. I think they're both questionable. I think Fred Warner is actually good to go, but I know Bosa is questionable. I think having Nick Bosa be out for a game like this is big. I think it gives the Packers more reasons to run the ball with A.J. Dillon, um, who's, I mean, almost a 1,000-yard rusher this year, is very good in third and short situations or second short situations. I think that the run game will be good enough to complement that pass game from Green Bay. And I think that in Lambeau, the divisional, it's going to be 12 degrees out. I think that coming from California, you're not going to go out. You're not going to beat um, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers when it's 12 degrees out. I think it's as simple as I that. Agree. But I wanted to talk real quick because we didn't cover last week's games, but this is the big game that I wanted to cover, which was the 49ers Cowboys, which we talked about. Um, so obviously the last play of the game, questionable officiating, right? Uh running in, spotting the ball from the umpire. Now, I think that was like, it was a big mistake. It was a big mess up. Um, But at the same time, the Cowboys screwed themselves. They had so many chances to win that game. And and at the end, you you don't want Dak Prescott running the ball. 
with 14 seconds on the clock and, and the time running down, no timeouts. I just think that Dak, especially the things that Dak said, I don't think you can blame it as much on the refs as they want to. Now, I don't know how you guys feel, but that's that's how I, yeah, I agree. You can't blame the refs considering the fact that they're all blatant penalties. Like, I mean, yeah. the penalty, it was, I think the Cowboys had set the record for most penalties in one game. And yeah. I was a little bit, I was rooting for the Cowboys a little bit. You know, I, I kind of like to see the Cowboys in the playoffs. You usually don't see it. And even unbiased, I'm like, oh my God, here's another flag. And then you look at the replay and you see like DeMarcus Lawrence tackling a pulling guard. Like, dude, yes, what are you doing? Yes. You don't need to do that. Like, these are all, they were all clear penalties, which was the factor that no one's really talking about. And that's why I feel like this isn't getting as much coverage as it should. That the fact that they did get, what was it, 14 penalties in one game? Yeah, I think it was 14. Or something around. Yeah. I think it was 14. They were all clear penalties. Like it wasn't. Yeah, no, they were. Like bad call. They were all clear penalties. Like you, I know sometimes it could be like, a, oh, it's a, if he did this instead. No, these are all clear penalties. You can't blame the rest for that. And, and like and, you said, you can't you can't run when you have no right. timeouts up. Like that's just exactly headed place. And that's what I was gonna say. Being a head coach and Mike McCarthy, I blame Mike McCarthy for this. I blame Kellen Moore for this. The last thing you want your do your team doing is to put the game in the hands of the officials. The officials are just there to make the game fair, right? If you're gonna go run down and I mean, obviously it was a broken play. Dak has to escape something. Dak should throw the ball away. You've got 14 seconds. you got two more plays. you got one you can get halfway there. Second, you can take that shot, right? Now, I think putting the game in the hands of the officials where it's like he's running down the field and you're having the officials come run down and spot the ball with two seconds left, it's almost like, I mean, they were three seconds later. The clock expired. They, they threw it down. I don't even think they would have got it down in time. Like, it was just – it was overall a bad play, and in a broken play in the last few seconds of the game, you cannot run down the middle of the field because you're putting the game in the hands of somebody else other than yourselves when you need full control of the game when there's less than 40 seconds on the clock. It's a, I think it was as simple as that, and I think the fact that you have grown men out there blaming somebody else for your own mistakes, it was kind of just sad to see because the Cowboys had such an impressive year, and – they kind of tried to blame it on that. And not only did that last drive happen, they had so many opportunities other than that to come back. Like Will said earlier, they put themselves in a hole early in the game. They fought their way back, a lot of penalties, um, a few injuries, and it came down to that last drive when, honestly, in my opinion, it didn't even have to come down to that last drive because the Cowboys blew so many opportunities to have big plays, have a few scores, and, and we saw penalties affect that. And we just saw dumb mistakes affect that. And I, that's why the 49ers won. They were just better coached. Yeah. My, my only thing that. about the, the, those penalties and like that last final drive, um, when the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys got a defensive holding on one of their last few stops before they got the ball back with 40 seconds. I believe it was also on like a third and seven. Yeah. They got a defensive hold in the 49ers territory so like the 49ers would have punted they would have gotten the ball back I think they also had a timeout to spare after that so mm -hmm. they would have had the ball with no timeouts with I think possibly a minute or so they got the ball back with like 30 seconds yeah it, it might have been 30 35 seconds something something around that and and um 
if they didn't get that final call, that final holding on the defense, I actually think they would have had a shot. Like, cause I was texting you the entire game and if they didn't get that, they would have had the stop. They would have had the pun. They right. would have had decent field positioning and they would have had time. Yeah. I mean, they got, I mean, you could say they got screwed by the refs on that last play, but they screwed themselves on the last, the last I mean, it was defensive a and offensive. A, yeah. It, it was, was, it was obvious. Like, and that, that's the one like that you they, said it was. Lawrence he, he just grabs the yeah. guard and throws him on the ground it wasn't even really near the play like he had no chance of making a tackle there's no reason to do that it was just straight out of anger it, it was the coaching they I mean a star like that especially like there's no reason to be doing that that late in the game because you know you're going to get a call for that and that's a stop mm-hmm. that you can make you can have a little bit more time on the clock and that that was one of the bigger mistakes of the game and that's why the Cowboys lost I just really think it was about coaching, which I think can yeah. come down to um, San Fran versus Green Bay as well if San Fran wins. Yeah. Like it's that another- play specifically, like, like I understand they put themselves in the hole, but that was the biggest mistake of the game. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, they put themselves in the hole, dug themselves back up, and they were reaching the surface. Then they got a dumb holding call, and then that was it. Yep. Exactly. So when you're a star player, especially in a big market like the Cowboys, where the entire world's watching you, you have to put your ego aside, especially in a playoff game. And mm-hmm. you have to put the team first. You have to make plays and you got to do your, like Bill Belichick always says, you got to do your job as stupid as, and like boring as that sounds, you cannot afford to have these stupid penalties that are going to hurt your team. And like, Demarcus Lawrence, I think he probably had six penalties by himself. He had yes. a few offsides where he's you cannot go offsides. That half a second, yeah, it could you could get the sack, but you're giving up five yards on a third and two. Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? You gotta you gotta settle down. You can't let your emotions get the best of you. And that's what really hurt the Cowboys. If the Cowboys were disciplined, they probably would have won that game by a touchdown or two. Agreed. Agreed. Also wanted to note in that game. Um Honestly, I don't think a lot of people are talking about this specifically. So Dalton Schultz had seven receptions. Amari Cooper had six. Cedric Wilson had five. Now, those are the top three people with receptions. CeeDee Lamb had one reception for 22 yards. 21 yards, actually. Um, That's literally why they lost the game. Yeah, I mean, you can't have CeeDee Lamb have one reception in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, he's your... Easier. I mean, they have two number one receivers on that team with Cooper and CD, and they should be sharing receptions. Like they are two of the best receivers in the league. And when you're not giving the ball to one of the best receivers in the league in the playoffs, that that's what's going to happen. I just, I really think it came down to just too many mental mistakes. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner from the Cowboys and we we all know the 49ers how smart they are how good how well coached they are that's why they're so good in the run game that's why they're so creative in the run game and, and they're so creative 
um, on defense as well. They just got out coached. The, the, uh, the Cowboys got out coached. And I love Dan Quinn. I love Kellen Moore. I hate their head coach, Mike McCarthy. I don't like Mike McCarthy at all. I think their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator are both better than Mike McCarthy. And I think it was just, they just flat out got out coached by a mile. Now, I think the skill of the Cowboys, the Cowboys have better players. You can't deny that. Dak is better than Jimmy. Um, I mean, Debo is Debo is starting to become a star, but CD and Amari Cooper are better than Debo Samuel. And then Brandon Ayuk is their wide receiver too. Um, they have better players. Now on defense, it's kind of a different thing. Um, Trayvon Diggs got burnt in the playoffs, which I expected coming. He, he leads the league in um, yards given up and receptions given up. He got burnt by Debo the whole game. And then when Debo was playing running back, he got burnt by Ayuk two times. I just think it really just came down to like execution. And sometimes that's what happens in the playoffs where you can have the best players in the world. And if, if they're not getting coached the right way, then you're going to lose the game. It was as simple as that. And and that's why I had the 40 and that's why I had the 49ers winning. I thought it was kind of an easy underdog pick and it was just, I don't know. In my opinion, it was an easy pick. And I think if I told Will, the Cowboys versus the 49ers, it would be the toughest game for the Cowboys in the first round or in the whole playoffs, that first round matchup, because that's going to be the test. The The 49ers are the definition of a trap team. And I think that's why they could even go out and beat the Packers. They just have like such a well-coached team that they can come up with different ways to win a football game. Yeah. But anyways. And, like kind of regardless to my point, kind of as a side note, I don't think the Packers are going to blow out the 49ers. I think it's going to be a really close game because you can't blow out the 49ers. The 49ers are going to control the clock the entire game, but right, then Aaron Rodgers is just going to respond in 10 seconds. He doesn't need clock to score. So it's just going to be – it's going it's an under type of game if you're getting one. Yeah, it's going to be a right. Slow it's game. like – it's weird because, like, the 49ers, it's like if you can stop the run game and the 49ers are kind of screwed, the issue is you just can't stop the run game. Like, you exactly. can't. It's impossible. Well, the main reason, well, one, I picked the 49ers was because, I mean, my bracket's a little busted, so I figured yeah. why not go underdog. Like, that's kind of my outlook right now. But also, I genuinely think the 49ers could win. And like yeah. Stav said, even if Aaron Rodgers can respond back 10, 25 seconds with any play, we saw it against the Bucks. The Bucs controlled the clock the entire game that they played before going to the Super Bowl last year. Aaron Rodgers just didn't have enough time. When do we ever right. see Aaron Rodgers not have enough time? It's just when they have no clock. If they can't exactly. have if the ball's not in Aaron Rodgers' hands, they can't win the game. Exactly. It's and that's true. why I that's mean the 49ers point. are a great matchup for them. Um, but moving on to Sunday's uh Sunday's two games, starting off three o'clock, Rams, Buccaneers. Now the Rams beat the Cardinals last week in, I mean, kind of a blowout. I would say a blowout. It, it got a little closer at the mm-hmm. end, but the Cardinals looked awful. Um, and Matthew Stafford didn't have a bad day. He actually did pretty well. But the Buccaneers' first-round matchup, their defense looked awesome. They looked awesome on defense. Um, Will, if you want to get us started off, who do you think is going to win? Um, well, I wanted to start off with that game, with those two games really quickly. Um, I think both of those games were, like, honestly not really the best games, I would say, yeah. of last weekend. Um, and I think that creates um, a very even matchup, given what we've seen between the Rams and the Bucks. I think the Bucks team, Bucks are good. 
they also yep. played the Eagles. Like right. the Eagles aren't really that good at all. It's just they have they had a good record. They got got into the playoffs. The Bucks are obviously much better. Um, mm-hmm. The Rams were heavily reliant on Matthew Stafford. We said that last episode, but they also played good. And I also said if Odell plays good, they win the game. Yes. Odell has yep. been playing good every single game he's played for the Rams. Um, that leads me to say the Rams are going to beat the Bucks. Okay, I think, so you got I think the, Rams. the Rams come out firing again. I think they just. I think one, they're hot after that win. I think obviously they're playing a hot defense after killing the Eagles. But I also just think matchup wise, I think they have a shot at really beating them, just based right. off how they played. If they if Matthew Stafford doesn't throw picks, they also have. Don't they have Cam Akers back too? Didn't he play? Mm-hmm. I yes, believe and he had a he that's, had a very good game against. The and Cardinals. he had a very good game. Like so, I think that's a big part of what they do. To beat right. the to beat the Bucks. Well, I agree. I you agree. think you got the Rams. I got the Rams in this one. I, after watching the Bucks versus the Eagles, sure, the Bucks and the scoreboard dominated. The Eagles were getting to Tom Brady, and the Eagles' pass rush isn't even that good. Like rankings wise, the defense was okay, but they were getting to Brady by rushing four. Now, yep. The Rams' pass rush, on the other hand, is one of the best. You have Aaron Donald, who's the best defensive player in the league. If not one, he's number two with T.J. Watt, whatever. He's dominant. And the Bucks are banged up, you know. They, they don't have Chris Godwin, obviously. Antonio Brown skipped off the field. They don't have – I don't know. I just think the Rams' defense will be too much for the Bucks' offense. And then, at this point, the Rams' offense – in the Bucks defense match up perfectly. So like Will said, if Matt Stafford can control the ball, I have no reason to believe that the Rams aren't going to win this game. They smacked them earlier in the year, but a fully healthy Bucks team. Now the Bucks are depleted and the Rams are fully healthy with Cam Akers back. I, yeah. I don't see the Rams losing this game, even the fact that it's in Tampa. The Rams defense is just too much for the Bucks offense right now. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up. I'm going to keep going with my bracket, and I'm going to take the box. And I have a, I have a couple reasons for this. First off, you, the first thing you look at um, as, like, an average fan of football is the quarterbacks. I just can't see Matthew Stafford beating Tom Brady. I don't know if it's just, like, a mental thing in my head, if it's just, like, a mental block. Just Matthew Stafford versus Tom Brady is a complete thing. I, I think Matthew Stafford against his Bucks defense, who's coming back healthy, who looked very good against the run game last game, and – I know that the Eagles aren't a great team, but the Eagles were one of the best rushing teams in the league, and it had a big part to do with their quarterback running a lot. I think that they shut down the run game. The thing that I don't like about the Bucs is their DBs. First off, they're young. Second off, they're injured. They don't have any DBs. They actually don't. Like, they needed they need a prayer against their DBs, but I do love um, Godwin. I love Gronk. I think I think the Bucks are going to come out. They're going to get through this, and they're going to go on and play the Packers. I just think that the experience in the playoffs that Matthew Stafford has is not going to help him at all against the Buccaneers. And, and the Buccaneers' defense with their pass rush last game looked amazing. They looked awesome. And, and the Eagles, once again, not a great team, as we've said, but they don't have a terrible offensive line. And, and they have a good run game. Their pass game wasn't that great. They didn't hit um, – they didn't hit Devonta Smith like at all, but I just, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling about the bucks that the bucks are going to come in and I don't think they can lose to the Rams 
in uh, in Tampa. I just I got a weird feeling about this one. I don't think they cover the spread. I think it's a very, very, very close game. My only comment, I respect the pick because you got to stick with the bracket like 100%. But the Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford thing, when's the last time a Matthew Stafford team stacked up to a Tom Brady team? That's true. Never. Never until right now. It's just I don't trust Matthew Stafford in clutch situations. I just don't think he has it in him. Like, he's a good quarterback, and, like, 41 touchdowns is awesome. And and throwing for almost 5,000 yards with Cooper Cup. Um, If you can lock down OBJ and Cooper Cup – you're not first off. Wait, no, you're not going to lock down those two. If you can do everything you have in you to stop them as much as possible, I think the Bucks win. I think if OBJ scores and Cooper Cup scores, the game's over. Mm-hmm. I just think that yep. the the offense of the Buccaneers kind of beaten up as well. They're a beaten up team. I just think you give Tom Brady time. It's the same thing. If you give Tom Brady time. He's going to go out and he's going to win you a football game. This game is going to be completely based around Tom. And I think Tom Brady's going to go out there and he's not going to let those Buccaneers lose. Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. He's on the tail end of his career, as we all know, but he's not done yet. And he's going to prove that this weekend. I think, I think that's just the way that I'm, the way that I'm rolling. I'm sad that playoff Lenny isn't playing, but I mean, last week they actually had a pretty good run attack with um whatever his name is wearing number one. I forgot I forgot who it is. Giovanni Bernard? No, he's not wearing number one. No, it's not it's not Bernard. It's um Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. Yep. Yeah. I like Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't know why I like Keyshawn Vaughn. I think Aaron Donald's gonna have a great game. I think it's gonna be one of those where it's like how did the Bucks win this game? And, and the answer is just going to be Tom Brady. We've seen it so many times with the Pats when they play a team that's better than them when they're the underdog, when they played the Rams in the, in the Super Bowl and they scored like 14 or 13, 16 combined points. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like, just like, how did they actually get through this? I don't know, but they did. I think it's yeah. one of those games. I think it's going to be the weirdest game of the weekend and everybody's going to be in shock. But moving on, we have our final game. In my opinion, the best game of the weekend, which is the Bills versus the Chiefs. Both teams put on a great performance last week. I'll let one of you guys, whoever wants to go first, go um, for Bills Chiefs because I know you guys took a tough loss to the uh, Bills last week. Um, I can go first if you want. Yeah. All right. So this game, it's going to go either way. I will not be surprised by either of the outcomes. However, I got the Chiefs winning. I think the Bills played their best possible game last week. They didn't make any mistakes possible. And the fact that they didn't make any mistakes makes them do to make mistakes this week. You know, going Mm -hmm. into Arrowhead. And the Chiefs, they made plenty of mistakes last week. And they still put up 42. Like, you have to kind of think, like, the Chiefs didn't play their best game. Still won by, like, 20-something points. The Bills played the best game ever. Mm-hmm. and they are, like, you can't play better than how they did. So I don't know how they can match that energy and performance against a team that is going to respond every single time that they score. So I, it's this kind of contradicts what I've said, like, in my previous picks, but it's really hard to beat a team twice 
let yeah. alone beat Patrick Mahomes twice, let alone beat Patrick Mahomes twice at home after he's hot. So yeah. the Chiefs are fully healthy. The Bills are fully healthy. It's going to be a great game, but I have the Chiefs pulling this one off. Do the Bills have Trey White? No. Okay. They didn't have him in the first matchup either, I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Will? Um, I think everyone knows who I got. You got Bills. the Bills. Yep. Got the Bills. Um, I haven't liked the Chiefs all year long. I still think they're fraudulent because of their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I agree with Stop. The Bills are due to make mistakes. They literally had a perfect game against the Pats. But also, the Pats made every mistake possible, and their defense is better than the Chiefs. And that already outweighs defense. On, on paper, the Pats' defense is better than – better than the Chiefs and obviously we saw um if we think because the Bengals beat the Chiefs right last minute of the game why can't the yep. Bills right the Bills offense is very very good and also Devin Singletary decided to become the best running back ever against the Pats he did have a great day um so he can do that again obviously I think um the Bills might have some struggle stopping the Chiefs on uh, defense, but I think they can match because of the way that both of them play. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. First off, I'm just going to straight up say I have the Chiefs. Everything that Stav said, I 100% agree with. The, the Bills had a perfect game. The Chiefs had a lot of mistakes against Pittsburgh. In my opinion, Pittsburgh's defense played better than the Patriots' defense did last yes. week, and I think it wasn't even close. And Patrick Mahomes still put up 42 points, which is unbelievable. Now, the Bills versus the Chiefs in Arrowhead, a divisional round matchup. We're watching one of the most talented quarterbacks going up against one of the most talented quarterbacks. But Patrick Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has already won an MVP. Josh Allen is so fun. He's so exciting. I love Jalen. But Patrick Mahomes with Tyree Kill. And Travis Kelsey, and if they can get that run game going at all, like literally if they have 50 yards rushing, they'll be fine. The thing with Buffalo is they played the Pats last week, right? And the Pats, like they're a great team, great defense. The Patriots defense, that was one of the worst performances. Like, I'm sorry to say it to you guys. Literally one of the worst defensive performances in the playoffs I've ever seen in my life. Like they played in general awful. ever. They were slow. Like they didn't know where to where to cover and zone. They couldn't cover in man. They were too slow. Um, now the Chiefs defensive backs, which I feel like I'm giving them a lot of slack. Um, they're not terrible. They're not great. Tyran Matthew has been on fire as as of late. Now I like Charvarius Ward. Now I don't think he's a great corner, but I think he can do enough. I think Tyran Matthew is going to be. Uh, covering or shading over Dawson Knox the whole game so he can't have another game like he did against the Patriots um I like Chris Jones I like Frank Clark coming off the edge um just to give Josh Allen a little less time if Josh Allen has I mean a few seconds less than what he had against the Pats because against the Pats he had all day to throw And, and Josh Allen can obviously escape the pocket it's a lot harder to make a throw when you're running away from two two rushing edge rushers and I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to put together a better defensive performance by a mile than the Patriots did and I think they're going to put it in the hands of the offense 
of Kansas City. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to go out and ball out. I don't like the Bills' rush defense. I think they're okay. I don't like Matt Milano. I don't know if it's a personal thing. I just don't think he's good at middle linebacker. I think Tyree Kill cannot get guarded by a single person on that Bills' defense. I think they can put three people on him, and Tyree Kill can still get open. I think Travis Kelsey is better uh, better than anybody as well on that Bills defense. It's just there's so many mismatches for the Chiefs in the Chiefs' favor. I think the Chiefs are going to go out there. They're going to win the game by five, six, seven points, and they're going to be on to the championship round. You know, it's interesting that we talk about the certain matchups and how the Bills match up with the Chiefs, offense, deep, whatever. But in general, you look at the Bills the past 20 years, and you see on Twitter, you see all over the place, oh, we got the monkey off our back. We beat the Patriots. For yeah. you to win, to get the monkey off your back in the wild card round of the playoffs, you still got to win three more games. Right. So that, they, they're treating that like to, it's their Super Bowl. Yes. You have to kind of reassemble yourself. You have to get yourself back together to fly to Kansas City and play Kansas City in Arrowhead, one of the loudest stadiums in the league. It's going to be – that's one of the only reasons why I think that gives the Chiefs the edge in this because the Bills have to ground themselves. They're like – they have to realize that they didn't win anything. Like nobody remembers who won the wild shot. card matchups. Yeah. Like yeah. you literally just made it into the real postseason. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Like the, the scrappy team, they're done. Now it's the real teams. It's the big dogs. So mm-hmm. you got to – really bring yourself together for this game. You know what I mean? I, I think that they took the monkey off their back just to put just to have a gorilla put on your back with the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you're the Chiefs are the clear top dogs in the AFC. You gotta get uh-huh. through them if you want to do anything. And I just can't see the Bills beating them. I, I'm I just right. can't. So um you know how I said Tyran Matthew um shadowing Dawson Knox. It's gonna take Dawson Knox out of the game. Now mm-hmm. I I love I love the Bills safeties. I love Jordan Poyer. I love Micah Hyde. Whoever is on, I'm gonna guess Micah Hyde's gonna be on uh Kelsey. I think it's one of those games where it's like Micah or Jordan Poyer being on Travis Kelsey, that takes Jordan Poyer out of the game. It's not like taking their tight end out of the game because Travis Kelsey can't be guarded by any safety in the league can't be yep. guarded by because he, he's too fast he can't be guarded by any corner in the league because he's too strong and he can't buy and he can't get guarded by any tight end or middle linebacker in the league he's just way too fast I think that that's going to take Jordan Poirier out of the game it's going to have Micah Hyde um shading over Tyree Kill it's going to be one of those games where like Byron Pringle has a few long receptions and then Travis Kelsey gets it done in the red zone um, I just – I love, love, love the matchups that the Chiefs offense has against this Bills defense. Yeah. And I think that the Bills made the perfect team to beat the Patriots. But they were just so focused on beating the Patriots. Now they're in the next round, and they really – like, they just don't have the team to do it. Exactly. And I like Tremaine Edmonds. I don't like Matt Milano, as I said. They're young at Oliver. That defensive line is young. They're not great yet. If you give Patrick Mahomes more than three seconds to throw the ball, you're screwed. And I think it's going to be as simple as that. So, um, yeah, that's going to be our divisional predictions. And anybody else have anything to add for the episode? I could be 100% wrong on all of my picks, and I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah, yeah, same. I, it's kind of one of those divisional. I mean, Bengals-Titans is going to be a great game. 49ers-Packers, great game. Rams-Bucks, Bills-Chiefs. This is one of the better divisional matchups I think we'll see like in the past few years, like the, I think this is going to be a great weekend of football. I think for all of those games, there isn't a clear favorite in any of them, unless anybody disagrees with me. Cause I, I don't think we had a single game where all three of us picked the same team. That's what I was going to say. And, and like, that's literally why I picked all the underdogs. Cause I was like, why not? Cause I was they like, this is like, this is cause like all the underdogs can actually win these games. I mean, think about like it. Cause even the, because there's no clear favorite. Even mm-hmm. the Bengals um, playing against the one-seeded Titans, they're only a two-game difference. Yeah. Like, it's not like the Titans are, like, miles ahead of the Bengals. And, I mean, I guess the biggest difference is, what, three games between the Niners and the Packers? And it's really just because the Niners peaked late, but they're kind of peaking at the right time. And, and if Bosa being out doesn't affect them too much, um, then it's going to be a great game. Yeah, it's anything can happen. You know, like yeah. I say, any given Sunday, or in this case, any given Saturday, it's yeah. just all these teams match up very well, like pound per pound. The the strengths of one team are the weaknesses on their opposition, exactly. and vice versa. So I, it's going to be interesting. I'm very up. Oh, see you, Will. Yeah, we'll left we'll left <laughs> the Zoom, but that's cool because we're going to wrap it up anyways. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, thanks for listening to episode 100 um, here's to 100 more stops thanks for being back for episode 100 we're going to get you on a lot more times we're going to have the blogs rolling uh, make sure to follow the socials inside the five pod we will see you guys next weekend or next week not next weekend and yeah have a good divisional round and peace thank you Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.